There has to be a reason why you didn't tell us about this magical supply of resources before we started down the road to starvation. It's dangerous. It might be too dangerous. I didn't want anyone else to get hurt. Well, no one goes out alone. I'm coming with you. I'm coming too. Then we'll go. No. Alicia, somebody's got to keep an eye on our friends out there. And if we come back with what she says we will, we're going to need the fields ready to plant. Welcome to Fear Me. I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 111. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Kim, you're awfully excited. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kim is just red faced. (laughs) Red faced, excited about 111. Hands to myself. (laughs) (laughs) You just made me laugh. Oh, all right. (laughs) Probably Excuse just my me while face. I whip this out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, how are you doing, Scott? Oh, I'm lovely. How are you doing? Good. Everything going okay down there? Yep. And the hmm? school year is coming up on Thursday, and I just wanted to apologize for everybody for being so late with the podcast last week because end of school year stuff kicked our butts. Absolute chaos. Horrible week. Yeah, yeah, chaos. yeah. Whatever, so, whatever. Deepest, deepest apologies. On behalf of our listeners, we do not accept your apology. Hey, Sorry. after the many years of hearing how you talk about, oh, school's getting ready to start, or school is just ending, and all the chaos that you go through, uh-huh. I understand it now. Yes, yes. it's uh, We're part it's, of it. It's we have joy, had some sort of ceremony, recital, or banquet, or whatever, every single day for the past yeah. two weeks. And it has sucked ass. But the end is near. Yep. Mm. And then the pool opens on Thursday. So excited. <laughs> so excited. So. Gotta have your priorities. What you drinking, Scott? I am drinking an IPA from Charlotte from uh, from Birdsong Brewery. It's called Goat Fuzz IPA. Mm. <laughs> that just sounds bad. <laughs> it's, it's a bad, it's a, it is a bad name. It's a very good beer, though. That's good. It's, yeah, it's, it is. It's really tasty. It's uh. It's definitely got a lot more pop, so it's definitely more of tastes more like a West Coast IPA, and it's it's got some fuel behind it too. But um, but it is it's really good, um, nice easy drinking IPA. I could definitely have more of these. Does it taste like it's been sieved through some goat hair? Uh, I did get some goat hair in my teeth. Yeah, so there chunks. must be some in there. Yeah. Some goat yeah, fuzz. Yeah, they got the goat live fuzz up to the name there. Yep. What are you guys I, drinking? I've got the Red Brick Brewing Company out of uh, Atlanta here. The Sea Dragon Basil Blonde for the Georgia Aquarium. Oh, and it nice. is, uh, it's 5% and it's got basil and honey brewed in it. It's actually very light and the flavors are not way too o- overpowering, which is good. Basil and honey. Yeah. It's actually really good. It is huh. quite good. And it's named after one of my favorite animals. And if I mean, if you're going to be pairing it with some like a meal type thing, I think it'd be perfect. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about drinking a bunch of them, but it's right. it's. I mean, it's a it's a light beer, so it's not. I mean, you could drink a couple of them. What would you What would you eat with it? Do you think? Uh, Meat, probably Thai food. 
Oh. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. that's good, Basil. And I'll just say that uh, these they have a series of beers out that benefit the conservation and research team at the Georgia Aquarium. So they had one about Fantastic. sea otters and something else. I can't remember all of them, but this is the latest. If you're not going to have are they a all the red same, wine, are they all the same beers? The nice, like, no, they're Italian. all different beers. So I'm drinking something from Terrapin Beer Company out of Athens, Georgia, called Cumulus Lupulus. It's an Imperial IPA. Oh, my. Super good. Um, It is an 8.1, which I just discovered. Yes, Imperial IPAs are like double IPAs. They got Mm -hmm. serious punch to them. I I am already feeling a little fuzzy. Yeah, well, the the picture on the side is all a bunch of clouds. So yeah. maybe it's there you go. one you drink a couple and just stare at the clouds for a little while. It's a really good beer. We're going to have to check in with Kim periodically during the show to see where her meter is sitting. We you noticed we, I always check get the high-octane beers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's a reason behind that. The funny thing is you never know that they are before you drink them. No, I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little experiment. Let's see what happens to Kim. Yeah. Oh, by the way, don't forget to take your roofie. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> uh, lovely. Uh, and Kim, didn't one of our uh, listeners write in about a beer he had to rec- he wanted to recommend? Yeah, Gregory. Greg, I'm going to butcher your name, Gregory Desmone. I think wrote in and said that he recommended another New York beer called Cherry Vanilla Wheat, and it's from Twelve Gates Brewery out of mm. New York. So, let's see. I'm looking at it. It's an American wheat beer. It's 4.8%. I'd like that one, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be pretty yummy. I'm not big on the uh, the wheat beers, but uh, um, I would definitely give that one a try. I'll keep an eye out for it. Otherwise, I'm going to have to ask Gregory to send us some. It has bourbon, yes. Madagascar, vanilla beans. Madagascar, if you're still listening, you tell us what that is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that sounds pretty pretty exotic. I tell you what, that might be pretty good beer. Yeah. So thanks, Gregory. All right. We are here to cover Fear the Walking Dead, Season 4, Episode 6, Just in Case. What'd you think of it, Kim? Let's let you start. As I have felt with the last couple of episodes, I loved it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think anything with Naomi and John in it, I'm going to like from now on. The question is, are you going to have Naomi and John in much more after this? That is the big question, but I think we will. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, We definitely will have Naomi for a while. Thank you, Lord. Um, But, yeah, I I just liked everything about it. I love that we finally found out Naomi's backstory. Um, We got more insight into what happened with her daughter and... The whole um, FEMA shelter really intrigued me. I could have watched more about that story for, like, several hours. And um, I have some questions about it, though, like the feasibility of what she knows about what happened. I do not buy that. But um, the story itself was very good and very well thought out. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just, it was fantastic. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the Naomi backstory too. I think that was that was great to see. Um, though, still a little confused as to how the whole thing ended up. And um, you, I mean, you really have to you kind of have to weigh how much you can trust her at this right. point. Um, and, and I actually was 
actually confused with what was going on at the very end. With her mm-hmm. driving up at the very end. I was like, uh, okay, is she <laughs> on the other side? Or were they waiting on her? Was she following somebody? And, I mean, she, you watch it the second time, and she actually radios to them. To, yeah. to the vultures, I mean. And yeah. uh, so there's obviously some... Actually, you know what really confused me? Was when they were talking about it in the, um, the Fear of the Walking Dead talk show afterwards. And they were saying how she was a vulture now. And I was like, really? I didn't even catch that part. Really? She's During, dressed like them. At the end of the show, though, I didn't I didn't catch that at all. And when they shot John at the end, I was like, why the hell did they shoot John? I didn't even really catch that he was jumping in front of her. Hmm. I mean, because he was already in front of her. Right. Yeah, she was shooting. She was trying to shoot Naomi, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Stu, I think the part that was that has me what had me a little confused. And and, you know, now that I think we we know that she's one of them is how excited, um, oh, hell, what's the guy's name? Mel. The head of the vultures? Mel. Mel. How yeah. excited he was that she was coming. Because yeah. you could hear him say, oh, you're going to love this. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there was some kind of betrayal or something that went on there at one point. <laughs> and that's why, you know, I couldn't figure out why the hell, why the hell is, uh, is uh, Alicia shooting at her? Yeah. You know, it sh- I didn't understand her reaction. But... Now I kind of have an idea. It's because, yeah, she burned him in some way and went over to the vultures. Yep. And and that's where Naomi, or uh, where Alicia couldn't take it. I think that's one of the parts where the the jumping between timelines kind of confuses you. Uh-huh. At, and I think the other thing that goes in with that is that you're excited to see John, excited to see her. Mm-hmm. And so you're paying attention to that moment without really paying as much attention okay i was maybe maybe i'm just an idiot but i was paying attention to more to that moment than i was um the fact that oh hey no naomi's on the other side Mm -hmm. you know so uh, you know i was excited to see them back again together but what was your thoughts scott on the whole thing um i liked it i thought it was a very good episode um i'm getting a little tired of strand to tell you the truth Mm -hmm. Uh, in the flashbacks, you know, is Strand a good guy? Is Strand not a good guy? You know, I mean, let's just let's just move on from that. Um, he's becoming for me to be a little bit of an annoying character. But um, <laughs> never thought I would but, hear you say that. Yeah, but the show itself is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought I thought the episode was fantastic, and they did a really good job. And uh, um, that being said, I loved uh, Naomi and Madison's give and take in the episode. I thought that was really good. And, you know, and then, of course, anything with John Dory um, and Morgan is a plus. I did have some question about um, why uh, Alicia and and the, and her group were so hostile towards uh, Morgan and John mm-hmm. when they came driving up. You know, they're all coming out with guns raised and everything on two guys that they were kind of having a little bit of a moment with last time we saw them together. Well, well, they thought they, that they were vultures. They found them at the spot where this, where the rendezvous is supposed to be happening. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, they were like, oh, now you guys are here. Because remember, when they first came upon them, right. they were out in the middle of the road. And they right. found the so flag they were assuming that they're vultures. Yeah, they're right. like, yeah. okay, here's evidence again. Uh, that, that's good. I, I didn't put that together. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So what do you think about Strand and his continuous 
fessing up with with Madison and going back and forth between I'm a good guy, but I'm sorry I did it, like that sort of thing. Getting really old. Yeah, it's time to move on. I I think we we got that whole storyline down. Um, hopefully, hopefully maybe they settled it this episode. I was kind of confused with his conversation with Cole when he came back mm-hmm. to the diamond. And he was like, I spoke too soon when I told you who I was, what kind of person I was. What did he mean by that? Did he mean, like, he's redeemed? No, what he meant by that is that um, I think he had the episode, in this episode, he had a war with himself over what, um, you know, where he stood with things. And I think by the end of the episode, when they came back, he, through his conversations with Madison and so forth, he found his he found his equilibrium, and his equilibrium was on the good side, and that's kind of what he was saying to him. He said, "You know, me telling you that that I'm only out for myself, maybe I was a little bit too fast saying that." Hmm. Okay, but yeah. hasn't he had that conversation with Madison a couple of times now, several times well, even? Wh- well, that's what I'm saying. I'm getting a little tired of it, to tell you the truth. Yeah. I'm ready to move on. But I, I, I'm sure that's what it was, and that's what he was telling, um, what's his Cole, uh, when he came back. Because he said, you know, I was telling you earlier that I'm all about myself. And he said, but, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I'm really not. Okay. I mean, are we really supposed to believe that? Are we not supposed to believe <laughs> that if things... If things had gone just a little bit differently, he might have taken right. off. Like, I find it hard to believe that he would abandon Madison, actually. Um, but, I mean, he was ready to go. If things had just been a little bit different, he probably would have. Well, I mean, that was that's a theme that they've had through quite a few of the last few shows, was that any of them felt like they could leave at any point. I mean, I think um, Alicia right. even stated that when they were in the band. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and... Uh, you know, they've all thought about it, that they've all thought about being on their own. And then, I mean, you got Morgan that wants to be on his own. You got um, Naomi talking about being on her own. So um, Madison's the only one that keeps has, has this um, uh, this dream that, that they can work it out and be together. Even even have the, the um, Vulture guys waiting for all of them to fail mm-hmm. at, right. at making the society work. So I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of people waiting for disaster. You know, that's what they, they were had bad expectations. Why <laughs> wait? Just make it happen. Well, and then the, <laughs> the simple fact that uh, Alicia then shoots John, uh, trying to shoot Naomi. Naomi's having this whole, like you're saying, bonding thing going on with Madison. So is that what caused possibly Madison to be killed? Is that is that more possibly. evidence? I, I actually, when that when that uh, when the Land Rover came driving up, I really expected to tell you the truth to see Madison and Naomi get out. Yeah, hmm. because the main reason being is because he was so excited about the big reveal that was coming. I don't know if if Naomi would definitely be the kind of character that make him so excited about the reveal that he was with that or that she was with them. Um, no, I thought maybe it was more that Madison was going to be popping out, but, uh, no, that didn't happen. Well, I think that he would be excited about any person that had previously been with their crowd, Mm -hmm. with their camp, who had come over. And I mean, she seems like she's assimilated into their society. Like she's dressed like it. Her hair is done in a like skunk type. Well, let, let me, let me throw this out there. Um, maybe she always was. 
Yeah, well, I mean, she that's always what, was part of them. When they found know? her, she was at the village that they had just picked clean. She was at those mm-hmm. water towers <gasps> where the village. She could have been like Charlie. Yeah, yeah. she could have been a exactly. plant the entire time. Shit, mm-hmm. I hope not. And you know, and Kim, what it's gonna, what what also makes me think that a little bit is what you were alluding to is the fact that how did how did um, she know that her daughter caused the disaster at the FEMA camp? Exactly. Thank she you. Wasn't she wasn't there. Never, yeah. How did she, she know there? that it happened on day one after she left her and she'd been gone for three days? Who's left alive to tell that information to her? Exactly. So there's only one, one of two things there. It's either bad writing or it was a made-up story. Well, it can never be bad writing. <laughs> well, okay, but when she's in or, the FEMA shelter... She does see the baby items and gets, uh-huh. you know, verklempt. And then she sees the pantry and, like, collapses. And that's what mm-hmm. attracts mm-hmm. the attention of the walkers. So there's some sort of emotional thing happening there. Right. So I think it's feasible. She probably lost her daughter. Uh-huh. Um, but, like we said, I don't believe the story that she told. Well, Kim, the the, the thing is, is I, I'm, I'm inclined. I mean, I hate to say it. I'm inclined to believe she was sincere about the story. And it was just bad writing, to tell you the truth. Um, I think they're they weren't thinking about the fact that there'd be no way that she would actually see that. In reality, that story didn't make any sense. I really hope not. I mean, that's a blatant. Well, <laughs> there were a few things like that that happened at the FEMA shelter that were like really like what else. Well, when they're up on the scaffolding and Strand just, it looks like he throws oh, a rope or he finds yeah. a rope or something. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. he's pulling on the rope, has all the, confi- has all the confidence in the world no that gloves. that rope is going to hold her. While pulling on yeah. the scaffolding, for one thing, too. Two people pulling on the side of a scaffolding right there. Which it did look like is pretty heavy pipe scaffolding. But I'm just saying, you could probably pull that thing over pretty easily. Yeah. I One thing that did happen, though, Stuart, that made me very happy is finally a character just ran away from the mob of walkers. Oh, you know, yeah. we've been saying that all the time. Oh, you she could just was, run she right just, through them. Yeah, she was you just could... walking through them. That was no... But uh, again, during that whole scene, where was, <laughs> was the mob of walkers in like a mosh pit that they couldn't get out of and then <laughs> go over to Madison? Because Madison's standing there at another piece of scaffolding and she's just kind of standing on top, stabbing them. That was a I bed, I think she was just it? a bunk bed. It was yeah, a I think bed. it was just a bunk bed. They can't bed. get around? I mean, it was. Well, they're dumb. And then when they when they <laughs> they they don't they know to dumb. go around, they but, go through. But when when Naomi and and Strand finally come back to her, they're like, "Oh, okay, let's just get off the bunk bed, and now we can run away." I mean, okay, we're we're was, picking we're picking that whole story apart. But I will tell you, that was the part that bothered me. I was like, "How? That was too easy, way too easy." Well, I I, I that didn't <laughs> bother me as much. I mean, it, it's it, I I think it was just. They made it easy just to get through the scene and so forth. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean... It still had a lot of tension involved in it. And I was more focused on the characters than on the the uh, legitimacy of the stunt that they pulled. I mean, I I definitely turned to Stuart and was like, bullshit, he can't hold that. Because, right, first right. of all, his hands would be, like, torn up. And there's just no way. But I will say that the storyline itself was a tearjerker. And it was very heartfelt. And it was just like the Laura episode where I was like, oh, this is amazing. I love this. 
I love that story. Okay. Even though there are parts that I don't believe. <laughs> well, I like I like the I like the just in case thing. I thought that was pretty. Cool. I do too. I do too. And I thought yeah. it was interesting that we had two different cars that were loaded up ready to go just in case um, in this episode, and that uh, intrigued Madison enough to take action and real and open her eyes basically and realize you know some stuff can go down here. Mm-hmm. At the baseball stadium that we might not have anticipated, and we should be ready to go. And then to see that same car that she rigged to show up at the very end, ask it, it brought a lot of questions to the forefront. I did think it was fun to see the uh, the Range Rover in the uh, open, the title open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to find. Yeah, honestly, I didn't know which vehicle that was, but yeah, that was the Range Rover. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Still loving the way they open the episodes. Mm-hmm. I have to open mm-hmm. up beer here. Yep. Speaking of yep. opening. Sorry. So what you drinking now, Kim? Same. Oh, how are you doing? I am. Oh, you're right. I should probably slow down. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to check in with Kim. Uh, Kim, how are you doing? You hanging in there? like day? 10 minutes in, right? <laughs> 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 this is going to get entertaining. You know, one thing that was cool at the FEMA thing, I don't know if you noticed it, you know, she went to, evidently she had a trunk that she had stored stuff in. Mm-hmm. Well, the lady was, Ellen had. Well, somebody did. Yeah, the just-in-case trunk. It had the JIC right. on top. Mm-hmm. Right. And they had the, the notebook in there that had all the information mm-hmm. about sutures and so forth like that. Did you notice the plant that they, she opened it up to that they were talking the, about planting? The turnip? Turnips again. Was yeah. it a turnip? Yeah, it was a turnip. Yeah, it was a turnip. Oh, I didn't even notice. How funny yeah. is that? You cannot get away from that turnip. Why didn't no. she take more stuff from that? There was like tons of cool stuff in there that she could have used. I, I mean, don't it was know. the just in case bin, so. She really just, I think, just wanted the information in that booklet. Yeah. I wonder if that has some reference. Isn't Mario Brothers always have turn? It had mushrooms and turnips, I think, were like the things that you I, were hunting down. I do not remember Mario Brothers turnips. I think it has more to do, probably, Stuart. I mean, maybe maybe someday we'll find out, but I think it has more to do as kind of a tongue-in-cheek um, joke about the fact that uh, Who's no one likes turnip? turnips. Yeah. No one likes turnips. It's a vegetable that no one likes, but this is what you have. This is what you have to eat when in the apocalypse. So yeah. They picked the one they probably hate the most and put it and used it as the vegetable of preference. Well, because, I mean, it's going to last. It's like potatoes, you know? And it's better than cattle feed, so you'll eat it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, I don't know about that, but nonetheless. Nonetheless. Okay, so when Naomi shows up in the Land Rover at the end, uh, what was your initial reaction? Uh, the initial? Were you like shocked to see her? Did you anticipate it? I was I was shocked, but I wasn't like, oh my god, there's Naomi. Like, because I didn't really think that she. I I didn't know she was that gone. <laughs> I was shocked because she was a vulture. I I don't know. I mean, I can't say I was shocked about that. Um, I, I believe it or not, I think I was more shocked that uh, Madison didn't get out with her. Yeah. I mean, when she was driving up, I was like, oh, there, there's Naomi. Here she comes. And I thought for sure Madison was going to get out of the vehicle with her. And when that didn't happen, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I was almost a little bit more shocked that Morgan walked in between those two guns. and was like, oh, yes. hold on, y'all. It's, a, it's like, dude, you're asking to get shot right now. I know. Well, I mean, she says 
when when uh, Alicia shoots John, she says, "Hold on, it's not what you think it is." Do you remember that mm-hmm. part? And who said that? Naomi. Naomi. Oh. So it makes me wonder, like, if she if she did this just like she did with the, you know, with Madison's group, is that she's just trying to find the next group to help her survival. Well, the 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 quickness with which uh, Alicia made the decision to shoot her made me think that she was already pissed at Naomi for something. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's at the my same point. Time, there had to have been something that happened in the past. Yeah, but at the same time, that Mel guy was like, oh, you're going to be surprised at this. Like, they shouldn't know that she was on their side. You know, yeah. so that kind of conflicts with itself. But also, she, Alicia hesitated when Naomi gets out of the truck. There's like a, a couple of beats, and then John reacts and yeah, starts walking true. towards her. She and then she shoots her. her. Yeah, that's right. So, like, was it the fact that well, John was heading towards her? As well, like, think, oh my God, this is my love. Is that why or what? No, I think it, Kim. I think it has to do with. Um, uh, I think the problem is, is that I think she really did think she was dead. I'm now I'm pure speculation here, but I do think that Alicia and, and that group thought that Naomi was dead. Mm, that's um, true. That's true. And then to have Naomi dead. show up with them, she's she's immediately feeling betrayed. Okay. And I think that's why she went after her. See, and also, I, I had always thought that she <laughs> that they were lying about that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that she was dead when they were telling John that she was dead. Right. I, I thought that they were just her lying reaction about told that. me I think she she yeah. thought it, she was dead. Yep. Um, I tell you what, though, they have done in six episodes. They've done a lot to make us dislike the characters from the previous seasons. <laughs> they really have. And you know yeah. what? A lot of our listeners agree with that because it's like I I. I mean, I feel bad even saying this, but I really don't care about the other characters. I could care less if they kill them all off. Yeah, there were some people that alluded to the fact that I'd wish they'd kind of get them out of the way so we could watch what we want to yeah, watch. let's just move on. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I hope that there's going to be some kind of, some way that they can be brought back into them. I mean, they're still good characters, but boy, man, they have made made uh, Alicia look strung out and pissed off at everything. Oh, yeah, they made her look like a real bad guy in this one. Yeah. Yeah, and Strand, I don't know where to, where Strand's coming from. He's kind of uh, just angry, I guess. Well, I'm not I, sure. s- I still like Strand's character. I, I still think there's a lot there that we could explore with him, especially with his interactions with Morgan and John. I'd like to see that go a little bit further. Luciana is like dead weight. Get rid of her. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's she's always she's always Luciana's always been a cardboard character. Yeah, Alicia. There's really nothing there. Alicia, I could take her or leave her at this point. Nick, I'm glad. I'm I'm just kind of glad he's gone. Actually, the thing that kind of bothers me with Nick is that he just keeps showing up more in the storyline now. I'm like, I thought they got rid of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you you know, but Stu, in this episode, yeah, but on on this episode, it was a pretty much a a. Uh, forgetful character. Done. Yes, I mean he, yeah, he, was, he, he, he didn't have very much to do with anything other yeah. than saying, "Oh, we need to get more seed." Yeah. Okay, we have enough seed. That's pretty much all he did in this episode. And I, you know, I actually I disagree with you both on that. I want to see more of Nick involved with what happened, so that the fact that he's dead has even more impact. You know, I want to I want to see more of Nick throughout the second half of this thing. And something, you know, he was still with them when they when they got, you know, when they got away from the stadium. So there's there's 
Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping there's more to that story and they're not just, you know, quietly fading him out of the storyline, too. I mean, I guess, but uh, I don't know. I, I still just... like Nick as a character. I, I, the, the part that, to me that is really just not pulling me from the story, maybe, and the reason I'm kind of ready for them to move on is that, yes, I'm kind of interested I'm sure I'll be entertained at what happened with the stadium, but I mm-hmm. really am not that invested on what is going on with the stadium. Like, I don't really care that much about what happened there. I don't know why. I, yeah. I, I mean, don't know, know I about do. the present. Well, because I keep, I, I don't know if it's we've analyzed it a lot or, um, or what. Uh, the, the thought that there really could be nothing that happened in the stadium, and I'd be fine with that. Because the vultures have left, and now, you know, we've got our people that may... You know, it's kind of... I'm like... Yeah, and that kind of... The vultures leaving kind of took me by surprise. Yeah, um, I'm kind of like, well, okay, maybe nothing happened at the stadium. Maybe it's not that big a deal, so I don't really care all that much. So I don't know, you know... We know something these, bad happened at the stadium, though. We losing know something like bad. A, yeah, losing a major character... Well, I mean, that's... We know that there may be something bad to come. That's the main uh-huh. thing. That's that's probably the only main draw, and that's the, and that's the Madison thing. Well, right. there was foreshadowing when they did end up leaving, and Mel tells Madison, like, the worst is, uh, what do you, something about the worst is yet to come, or? Yeah, the worst you don't see coming. Yes. Right, you don't yeah, see coming. Yeah, he's warning her when they yeah. come back with all mm-hmm. the fertilizer and stuff. Yeah. And they're not really mad at each other at that point when he leaves, but then, mm-hmm. obviously, when, when Alicia and her group meet up with them, they're all pissed at each other. So something major happened between now and then. Yeah, and. Right. Uh, I was also kind of surprised that they ended up leaving simply simply because they got new supplies and were ready to dig in and, and like, literally dig in and, and make a life for themselves again. I suspect that they but, didn't leave. They didn't really leave. Well, that's what I suspected, too. When Madison was looking out on the horizon with her binoculars, there was, like, a sense of foreboding, and then, of course, she tells Alicia to to, to get the, the, the car ready. For just in case, but um, it made it feel like they're just out there on the horizon waiting, biding their mm-hmm. time. Well, they, I mean, we always said that, oh, these guys, they can't just be waiting. They have to sabotage them in some way. And yeah. so them sitting out in front is obviously, you know, it's a visual for them as a fear mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Uh, you better just give us your stuff. So it's an intimidation point. Yeah. But, I mean, they, there's a number of things they can do. I mean, yes, they're gathering their own water inside the stadium, which is a mm-hmm. good thing. Um, right. but obviously we had thought before that, um, you know, maybe they, they did something to introduce the weevils or something like that to their crops. Right. And there's going to be probably something else that happens under the radar to, to make things fall apart without them being out in the parking lot. You know, maybe right. it's well, something at night. Maybe there's a fight at night because what, you know, they're saying they're going to let them go, but the guy was obviously pissed off about the situation. The fact that they were having to mm-hmm. leave and... The fact that, oh, now it seems to be working out for them. Well, exactly. That's what I was going to say. That uh, I think I guess it's Nick when, they're, when they come out to the parking lot and say, oh, listen, the trucks are coming and we've got supplies now. And he says... Um, something to the effect of you don't need to wait on us anymore or oh, something yes, like that. Oh, yes. Yes. He said, it's going to take too long now. You mm-hmm. don't need yes. to wait anymore. Right. And so then that's when Mel's like, all right, wrap it up. We're, we're leaving. But... Oh, and he also says, you've scoured 50 miles out, mm-hmm, and yeah. you haven't found anything, so we know you must be hurting, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And 
and then they leave. And it's not unreasonable to think that, yeah, they've looked 50 miles out and have not found anything. And now all of a sudden it's been brought under their noses and uh-huh. it's right here in front of them. They go away, re like collect themselves, get their shit uh-huh. in order, and then come back as a surprise and just decimate the place uh-huh. so they can get the supplies. That's what I think happened. Something will happen with that. I, I agree with you. I don't think they're gone. I think they may have, like you said, left to regroup. I think they intend to come back. I do have a question. Hmm. When these guys are out scavenging, in the way that they are. Um, Why do they need fluorescent bulbs? <laughs> Why do they need anything dealing with electronics? Very good I mean, they, yeah, yeah, okay, copper wire could come in handy. But yes, yeah, uh-huh. so a, a fluorescent bulb... Really? What is that going to do for you? A door hinge? A very delicate Well, del- you could still make a light hinge. bulb work if you had an acid and a base that you could connect it to. Oh, God. Yes. Yes, you could. But, I mean, really, fluorescent bulb? You could make you could make an LED bulb light up a lot quicker than you could a fluorescent bulb. I'm just saying. There's ways. And is it really that needed? Well, the only thing, Stu, that makes me wonder is, based on the th- stuff that he was gathering, is if they do have an actual settlement. Oh, yeah, like somewhere else. Yeah, yeah some yeah. more of a permanent settlement, because, I mean, it didn't make sense, some of the stuff he was grabbing, if you're a mobile mobile people. Exactly, and that's my point. Like, how, how much stuff can you grab when you have a series of vehicles? You don't have, like, necessary... Now, that one guy, the best sparkly vest guy he had like his little storehouse that he was putting stuff in so they had little right. places they were hiding stuff to so that they didn't have to carry it all around with them all the time but yeah fluorescent bulbs i would think would just be a lot of wasted time especially if you have to get up to the ceiling to like pull those things out and yeah whatnot, mm-hmm. but uh, or pulling wires out of a wall or, pour, or pulling door hinges yeah Why in the hell would and you bells. be pulling a door hinge now i like the bell i thought that was funny the bell was actually why do you need that I just thought it was cool that because, uh, you know, when he first looked up, at the, when he hit the bell and he first looked up, I was thinking, he's going, oh, shit, now they're going to find me because yeah, he made noise. Yeah, yeah. No, but he wants But then the you find out, no, he just wants the bell. <laughs> oh, well, they do collect the dead, so they could use that for collecting. Yeah. Making noise, you know? Yeah, exactly. On a bicycle. Warning stuff, you know? I mean, they're always stringing cans and stuff together, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of humorous. I actually like that character, Edgar. He seemed kind of interesting. Um, and I love that we got to see more of John's sharpshooting capabilities. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Nine Finger Ed- Edgar? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that was a cool scene. Mm-hmm. That was an angry John. That was a uh, semi-psychotic mm-hmm. John there. And he turns over the guns to Morgan. Yep. Which was, yep. again, he grabbed a hold of his emotions and controlled them somewhat, but understood, okay, I may not next time, so he gives the guns over. And speaking of Morgan. Yes, I have a question about that too. His, his, um, when he tells Edgar to escape and that they know where you guys are meeting up, they're planning on meeting you there and killing you. You know, when I first heard, when I, when he first said that, I was just like, you know, that doesn't make any sense for Morgan. That just seems like such an incredibly dumb thing to do. But the more I thought about it, um, the more I realized that that, that is something Morgan might try to do because he's desperately trying to keep these people away from each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So they won't kill each other. Um, yeah, he made a mistake by not thinking about the fact that it also would clue them in to where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but um, 
you know, as I thought about it more, I felt like it was actually more of a legitimate and and real question he might ask or might tell somebody. Or yeah, when it happened, I was thinking, ooh, that was a really bad idea, super bad idea, and and I still think that, but. I see where Morgan was coming from and that he was trying to avoid a fight, but I think he also has to understand the people that he's talking to when he tells people things like this, that there are certain people that you can't reach. And yeah, I mean, he doesn't really know the vultures at this point, but he doesn't know any of these people really. Right. From our perspective at this point, the vultures seem kind of chill. You know, they're not, they're not the type of people that will attack you. Mm-hmm. Or go off um, all willy-nilly. No, the most violence we've seen out of them is is uh, Mel's brother fighting right. Nick. Right. That's the most violence we've seen of the whole thing. Right. So so it's so you're kind of left thinking, okay, maybe it's going to be okay, but um, but we don't know what's transpired between when the diamond actually fell and this. So so I guess now we're seeing like, yeah, it's probably not a good idea, Morgan. But um, because uh, when all he, hell can go loose. When he told him, I think everybody thought bad oh that's idea. a bad idea <laughs> yeah oh sure sure that's and, a, because i mean especially with dealing with anybody in this world it's been it's always been completely unpredictable as to what the people are going to do mm-hmm. so um especially with you know like a scavenger guy and you just shot the guy i mean it's not like he's going to be happy with like oh yeah you're right i maybe shouldn't say anything to anybody Thanks for letting this. me go yeah right or yeah can i stop but, and oh, pick well, up my finger on the way out we won't want revenge can you, you got any ice I can put my finger in? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't need that pinky. What a useless finger. Thanks for letting <laughs> me go. It's also very convenient that the vulture showed up right after Morgan and John showed up mm. at yeah. the meeting spot. Well, they probably, my guess is they probably were uh, watching the area. Yeah. Waiting. Waiting for them to show up. Which yeah. is, again, is one of those things like, how do those guys hide anywhere? Yeah, when they rolled up, it was like Mad Max Thunderdome, like with all those ooh, vehicles. Crap! It's like, good well, lord. Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing also that got me kind of scratching my head a little bit is they were still pretty far away when they saw they got there. You couldn't retreat back to cover or something like that. You're yep. just gonna still stand out there in the middle of the track. Yep. And take on you know 15 vehicles by yourself. Yeah, I thought that too. Especially oh, Alicia, were, she was gung ho. Those four were ready for a fight. Yes, they <laughs> against were. those ten yes, they vehicles. Were. Yeah, and Alicia with her mega gun. Well, and then they all got out. Like all the vultures got out. I mean, yeah, and they were all standing in front of the vehicles. I think I probably would have gotten cover myself by my own vehicle. Well, here's another interesting thing, though. Of the original cast, um, Alicia was the only one that looked super pissed and was out in the front of everybody. So does that make you think again that Madison might be dead? Like yeah. there's something. <laughs> she's completely unreasonable. Like yeah. she's she's like right. I don't I don't I don't I care think, if I, I die. It, Luciana I think is just kind of I think she's still in shock over the Nick thing because she was kind of dull even in the vehicle responding to Al when she was talking to Al. It was almost kind of like what I don't mean yes. I don't mean to be rude, but isn't she kind of dull all the time? Yes, yes Luciana. Yes. But I think Aww. but I think she was she was definitely showing more. Uh, uh, less. Shocky aspects. She was showing less. Yeah, of there anything. Go. Less of any personality. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. On that note, why don't we take a break, and we'll be back in a minute.
All right, we're back. Um, you know, there's one other thing I wanted to to uh, talk about real quickly is about um, the fact that we finally get the reveal on how Madison saves Strand and and Alicia, Nick, and Luciana. Um, when evidently, I guess Strand had probably been really stranded. It sounds like Strand and and Nick were really badly injured. Mm-hmm. Um, this is and when Strand's questioning why you saved me. You could have left me there after you exactly. dragged me out. When exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So evidently, I guess Madison nursed him back, and then actually went out there and found Luciana too. I guess. Um, I, I mean, I, I when I heard all that, I thought, well. Boy, that's pretty fortunate. Um, <laughs> especially the part about going out and finding Luciana. Um, that's that's a pretty neat trick. And the other thing too is, why did they? Uh, <laughs> that's a pretty neat trick. They ended up in a cave. I mean, yeah. they were near towns and stuff like that. Why would they end up in a cave? Uh, I guess people wouldn't suspect them being there. I guess there were people all around. I know, there, but... When she washed ashore, there was a kid standing there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why would she not just go up in the village? those people. Well, I don't know. Where was I'm not the... quite sure. Yeah, there were there, there were kids, like, playing on the banks or something when the dam broke. Or, which well, kids? Well, people downstream. were going down to fill up water buckets. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Kids, be careful going near a stream when a dam breaks. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Mm-hmm. There might be dead in the water. Yeah. Especially there when there's an explosion. Strand might be there. But when, mm-hmm. when was the last time we saw Luciana? <laughs> uh, uh, what do you mean? When was the last time we saw her? Before this season. Before yeah, the dam split. broke. Oh, wait, was, was she with them at the border? Yeah, when they got shot up at the border? Yeah, she was there, but that was a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. Right. She's just been wandering around in the area. You know. She's I always mean, been with Nick. That's hard to believe. Come on. She's a stalker. She's a stalker. That's what it was. She was stalking Nick. I mean, that's like, wow. You've got some stalking skills. <laughs> She's always been kind of the red shirt character that's kind of she off has. on the side when they're dealing with the rest of the group. It's like, oh, and there's Luciana. Luciana. They there said, she is there. you go walk on the other side of the hill over there, and when we want you, we'll call you. Right. But don't linger too far. Poor woman. So I'm going to call BS on that story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, I don't believe you. But I also find it hard to believe that <laughs> Madison suddenly knows how to nurse all these people back to health and save everybody's lives and is just like the all knowing. She's like the angel. Mm-hmm. Well, she's still maintaining the uh, the optimism of someone who can get them to survive through all this, I guess. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out the cave thing. That's <laughs> That one still got me a little chuckling. But anyway, now we know what happened. Now we know what happened. It's probable there are caves in the hills. That's probable. <laughs> now we know what happened. We're just not happy with it. But now we know what happened. <laughs> Glad that happened. But, you know, that does bring up the idea that Madison... And we see this during her talk, uh, her talk with um, Strand... That Madison is just so forgiving with everybody. But when you're in a situation like this, like, should you be that forgiving? Like, how many strikes do you have before you're out? Well, she she mm-hmm. said, she said gave a series of excuses, and then she said, and plus, I like drinking with you. So that mm-hmm. might have been, like, the truth right there. She, maybe she just likes him as a hangout person. Okay, and she sure, says she knows but... him. She knows him. 
I was kidding, by the way. But she <laughs> said she says she knows him because she knows. Yeah, he, I mean he he's he's flawed, but he always comes back. Yeah, yeah, but how many times do you take him back? How many times do you trust him to not run away? Well, and, and, leave. and Naomi, for that matter. And she left twice during this episode. When he opens up to Cole, and when, Scott, you said that, um, I, I forget exactly what you were describing as, as why he came back to Cole and said, I told you too soon. Mm-hmm. About, well, because you know, he didn't, yeah, he didn't want, he wanted Cole to realize that he jumped the gun by saying it was only about him. That he yeah. was only about himself. But I, well, yeah, there's that, and I think part of it was also that he almost didn't want to reveal a little bit about himself that he knew was true. You know, it's like certain things that, yeah, he knows that he can be, but he doesn't want to reveal. You know, that Madison knows about him too. That are truths that maybe he he may store this stuff away with you know just in case kind of mm-hmm. thing. But he's not going to act on it necessarily, even though he has his backup. Ugh. What? He just seems exhausting. So, having having to deal with that all the time? Well, so yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's he's kind of a drama queen. Very much so. Yep. Yep. Okay, so here's the here's the $100 question. Oh. Is John Dory going to die? No. I don't think so either. They're going to save him. It's going to be I said this to one of our listeners on Facebook. It's going to be uh, a battlefield save, just like what happened with Negan in the season finale. They are going to save his life, and he will live on. I now, said, keep in mind, though. Well, go ahead, Stu. I said, I said on Twitter, I think it's a total fake-out. I mm-hmm. hope it's a total fake-out. Well, just keep in mind, though, that this show and um, The Walking Dead have the tradition of killing off the characters who have the moral high ground. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, with, uh, you know, with Travis and Jake Otto and Lola and Efren, all of them have all been dead or killed, who were the people that seemed to be the most virtuous in the series. And, uh, and I, then we have John. I hate to spoil it, but on the, on when they're doing the Talking Dead stuff, he's, he's talking about his own character as future tense. This is yeah. true. So. And I think that... From a business perspective, not even character-wise, or not storyline-wise, I think John is bringing in a lot more watchers, viewers, mm-hmm. than some of the older characters. And they would well, be me, stupid to kill him off right now. Oh, without a doubt. But let me let me counter your your point, Stuart, with, with what you said about what how he refers to the character. With um, If you look on like IMDb's website, they have... Um, Jenna Elfman having like 15 episodes mm-hmm. and they have him with six episodes. So it'd be six would be the one that we just saw. Right. Yeah, yeah. but they could be just holding that. Yeah, they're just right. Screwing I was people. just going to say that. Now that may be just as a reveal that they're, they're only releasing that information to places like IMDb as, as it happens. Right. But I did think it was kind of interesting. They gave Jenna Elfman all her, mm-hmm. the whole season already. Mm-hmm. But, that is uh, interesting. I, and, you know, they did not kill him off on the Talking Dead either. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, they can't do it yet. Because yeah. it's a question. It is a question. So, yeah, you know I mean, we don't know if he is dead or not. He could. He could definitely. I think it would be a mistake. I would be like, ah! So you guys, <laughs> you guys have been staying up to watch the uh, Talking Dead? Yes. yes. Yeah, we have. Oh, my God. I haven't. I, I can't... I, I can't sit through an hour of that Badlands crap. Oh, we don't... Yeah. No, we turn the channel. It's... Sometimes we watch it 
And every now and then <laughs> we're surprised because the guy from um, Shaun of the Dead is on there. Oh, yeah, that's true. So yes. he's kind of making it interesting, yeah. but we, we pretty much ignore it. We watch yeah, the I, terror sometimes. Catch up mm-hmm. on that. I still haven't seen any of the Talking Dead from this season. I make uh, lunches for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Which is more entertaining than that show. Well, the, this previous <laughs> The Talking Dead was really good because of Garrett Dillahunt being on it. and um, mm-hmm. it, it Lights? Was very, Lights was on Lights there. Lights was on it. Who the fuck is Lights? <laughs> who is Lights? What, what are you talking about? I have about? no idea who Lights is. I Some red-headed chick. Pink-head. She, she had the bright red hair. Oh, that's what, that's what Melissa... My friend at work, Melissa, was asking me, one of our listeners, she was asking me, who is that person? I have no idea. Pop star. I've never heard of her. Took took a name I, I, was, I was thinking about. I was really? thinking of changing my name to Lights. Light bulb. Just Lights. <laughs> like, lights out, bitch, when I leave. Yeah, whatever. Lights <laughs> on, bitch, when you come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're like, God, he says that every time he walks in a room. Doesn't he it's realize getting it's old, old Stuart? It's like, clap on, <laughs> clap off. <Yeah. laughs> I wish we could do that to Stuart. <laughs> I wish we could, too. <laughs> you may be able to. No one ever asked. <laughs> so, shall we go ahead and check out our hits and misses for this week? Yes. Oh, you sound excited. Uh, all right, so my first hit... <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Don't ever. No, of my one hit. Serenity now, serenity now, serenity now. I am so excited that Naomi is alive. I was so excited when she popped out of that car. So I don't care what group she's with right now, she's alive. And the fact that we can see her and John together again makes me so happy. Even though it may be just one episode. Maybe, but I love it. (laughs) I'm glad that he's got hope again. Yeah. Stu, how about you? What was your hit? My hit is the vulture's clothing. (laughs) Finally, we see people or characters wearing clothes that do not perfectly fit and are not perfectly styled for them in the apocalypse. I mean, I'm tired of seeing all these people that are just like... Do you like like, Mel's shiny pajama pants? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. They look like they raided a... a, They're like at a drug den in Los Angeles or something. (laughs) Yes. uh, I was going to say, it looks like they raided a Goodwill for all their stuff. (laughs) They probably did. It's actually probably more realistic than anything. Oh, heck yeah. That's where I would probably go. It reminds me of the West Side Story. I don't mind the fact that, like, you got a character like Strand that is, he, you know, that's his thing. Like, he wants to be dressed perfectly. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, everybody else on this cast has, like, just the perfect fitting wardrobe. And I'm sorry, that's not happening in the apocalypse, especially yeah. in the location they're at. They do They do have a running shower, and they've been accumulating clothes. Yeah. So. This is true. Yeah, so anyways, that, that it, it's funny. It's funny, but more fitting to me that these people have clothes. They're a little bit more beat up. They don't fit them correctly. It's mismatched. Theirs is a little bit obnoxious because, he, you know, he's wearing, like, completely, you know, like the stripe and the plaid stuff and then like a big furry coat when it's he's out in the desert but yeah still anyway so that's my hit the desert does get cold although you know what i did notice was that strand had two different color shoelaces he had huh. a red you shoelace and a black shoelace wow did not notice that i did not so notice look that. for it on his boots nice but that was it that's all that was out of place and that was probably intentional 
my hit was was the uh, just in case the concept hmm. of yeah. just in case. I thought that was really neat. I I, I liked the uh, the different ways it was used in this. Um, it was using this as, as being hopeful. It was using this as being a very sad comment on things and fearful things. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they even found uh, was it Ellen? Yeah. The just in case woman was still in the mm. in the yep. truck. Yep. Yeah. Um, but and anyway, she's I thought that on was, the glass to get her attention. Yes. I thought that yeah. was a cool little scene. Yep. Anyway, I thought that was a really cool concept. Uh, her theme through the show. So I did too. Um, that was my hit. That was my hit for this week. Cool. Kim, how about your miss? So I actually do have two misses. One has to do with what you just said, Stuart, about the, the outfits. And that is that when Naomi did pop out of the car, she was wearing the sneakers. Mm-hmm. We yeah, know. but not the same ones. I don't think those are the same ones. You don't think so? Because we no, saw no. the sneakers left behind at John's. Right. But you remember, they were all brown and, and muddy and nasty looking. These things were actually still had like paint color on them and stuff like that. I think they were different shoes. Well, I'm But she had gone so. back to the running shoes again. I so. am hoping so, because that was like, really? Come on, writers. It was like, her brand, at least. Her, she found her it's brand or style. style somehow. Yeah. So my other... Well, Kim, let, let me mention one thing, though, about that. Um, because there was symbolism involved with that, too. And to me, I'm wondering if that was supposed to symbolize that in some way she's really not with the group anymore. That she's kind of still on the run. She's ready to run whenever she needs to, and that's why she wanted to have her tennis shoes with her. It wasn't until she accepted some people that she got rid of the tennis shoes. Well, that's what I was saying, that I think that this whole vulture thing, I think, is just a farce. I don't think she's really with them. I think she's doing it for survival. Did they ever show, I don't even know if I noticed, did they ever show her wearing the boots that Dory gave her? Um, I'm pretty sure they did. I mean, did they ever make it a, you know, did they ever like zoom in or do a close up like showing? Not like, the, not yeah. particularly that I can remember. Yes, so. there, there actually was a scene where they showed her feet and I can't remember what scene it was. Uh, but they, yes, they did. Okay. They did. Okay. I'm, you know, th- we saw her feet plenty in that, in the uh, FEMA scenes and so forth. And, and I yeah. think she was wearing boots in that. Yeah. Um, so my second miss is that whole story where Madison and, and Strand are drinking together and Strand starts telling the story of how Madison saved them. I thought that that was just totally ridiculous from a writing standpoint that he is basically doing a play-by-play of what happened after the dam exploded and how she saved people and how they all got back together. It was a very bad writing tool to just kind of wrap up that story and move that story along and just get the the mystery behind all of that out of the way very forced Stu? oh let's see I, th- I think my only miss is something that i was describing uh, way too much at the beginning of the podcast and that was the uh fact that um i missed that she was supposedly now a vulture at this uh, whole, at the whole end of the show. <laughs> How do we sit in the same room and watch the same show and you don't get this stuff? Hey, man. I don't know. Mm. I'm telling you. I think I was paying attention to completely different things. And then I'm watching Hardwick talking. He's like, so now Naomi's a vulture. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that was my miss. My miss was me missing. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. Yeah, my miss is um, is a possible miss. I don't know if 
the whole issue with the fact that Naomi knew the story of the fall of FEMA, even though she wasn't there, um, and the fact that her daughter caused it, but if she wasn't there, how did she know that? Um, those kind of things. It's a miss if that was unintentional by the writers. That's a huge miss. It's not a miss if it comes plays back into the story later on. Mm-hmm. Right. And we find out something. But if it doesn't, that's a big miss. That's a sloppy miss. So. I mean, it's possible she's telling somebody else's story. Whatever. If we find that out, if we find that out, then that, then that's that. You know, then that per- perfectly justifies it. But uh, yeah. if that's not the case, I'm going to be like, no, oh, come on, guys, that's weak. Yeah. So. Well, it definitely it seemed like she had not been back there again since mm-hmm. this. And, and, right. and they and Madison even says, "Well, you didn't need to come back here," you know, alluding yeah. to the fact that she never had been back there. And even when she was inside, I mean, I've already mentioned the baby stuff, but when she's looking at the walkers, she hesitates greatly Mm -hmm. to kill them. Well, she won't shoot them. Yeah, because she knows them. them. Yeah, like she recognizes all of them. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. I believe believe it's a a sincere story. And if it's a sincere story, then that's that's kind of a a bad um, uh, point to miss if you're writing this. Yeah. That that there's no way she could have actually seen that. Especially if she said it happened on the first day and when she came back on the third day, they were already wiped out. Mm-hmm. And the question, too, is where is her daughter? Yeah, she never shows up. She never sees the body of her daughter. Well, Nowhere. Yeah, that, that could be. She, the, the daughter could be anywhere in the complex, whatever, you know. But we Maybe never she doesn't see want her. to find her. Mm-hmm. How about some listener comments? We got any good listener comments coming this week? Seth Tillman at Seth's World said, Fucking A, but the shot looked like it was below the heart when he is laying on the ground. Naomi is pressing on the wound below the heart. Hmm. That's a good point. I I agree. I agree. Again, I didn't know those kind of details. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Seth. Um, I blocked Kanye, don't want stupid in my TL, at CutePoison10 said, Disjointed episode... Enough with the many flashbacks. John Dory best be alive, though. Hashtag, I might riot. Fear the walking dead. (laughs) Uh, David, DV Orlando said, If the purpose is to make us dislike the original characters, congratulations. (laughs) They appear to be in the way of things, and I, in way of things, and I actually want them gone. They bring nothing to the story. I don't think they bring nothing to the story. Well, they don't bring a lot to the story. Yeah. I, 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 won't, I want to wait and see. I, I'm, I'm still, I'm not giving up on them yet. Yeah, and I think, like we've discussed, the stuff with Alicia, I think there's more that you're not seeing behind the story. Right. That's, that's I right. mean, there's a lot to be revealed with what's going on, but they definitely seem like a bad crew at the point. Our friend Cash Cooper at Cash Coop said, Another surprise ending. I like the suspense and being on the edge of my seat for an intense episode. Um, here we go at T.W. Atkins 817 said, I'm liking the Western motif. I am too, actually. I think that's, that's cool. It's a nice, uh, nice feel. It's better than the, the Mexican desert to me. Yeah. What's the difference? Um, it's not quite so desolate there and everything. Okay. (laughs) Emmeline Veltkamp said, no, no, I don't like it. If they've killed John Dory, I'm not going to be okay for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Emmeline. 
Carol Blair said, No, not John. This makes no sense. Why would she shoot him? The time jumps have hurt the flow. Continuity and validity of the story. Still haven't seen what justified Nick's behavior. This is a mess. Got gimbal fingerprints all over it. Damn you, gimbal. <laughs> you think Damn you, so? gimbal. I don't know. I don't know, Carol. You have a good name, though. I do think that there's there um, there's more twists and turns in this story. And I actually like the Yet time jumps. I like the, mm-hmm. the before and afters. Right. It, it's a lot like you know with what we saw with um, with uh, uh, preacher. Yeah. There was a lot of the jumping back and forth to get little bits of the history that impact the present. Well, and, I, uh, I kind of wonder. It if... can get a little confusing sometimes, though. Thank God, though, they do change the uh, the imagery when they switch, though. Exactly. I'm kind of wondering if um, I blocked Kanye off of Twitter's response where she said disjointed episode was in response to my pinky for your thoughts. What'd you say? Pinky for your thoughts. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was terrible. It was a very bad. Disjointed. Oh, that, I'm getting it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Got it. You're bad. That, that's what makes him the best on podcasting airwaves these days, folks. <laughs> He's gold, Jerry. Gold. Uh, <laughs> Kimmy, do we have any news? We actually have some fun news tonight that has nice. nothing to do with the Walking Dead universe at all. How about all. that? So, for those of you who like to drink while you're listening to us, Lot 18 has teamed up with AMC and they've created three wines, new wines, that were inspired by the ladies of The Walking Dead. They have the Michonne Spanish Tempranillo. The Carroll Monterey County Syrah Rosé, the Maggie California Petite Syrah Zinfandel, and all the artwork was created by Brian Rudd, who worked on wines for Star Wars and Ep- and Marvel and Indiana Jones, and they've got The Walking Dead wines for the men as well, so that's pretty cool. What are the wines mm. for the men? There's a Rick... Uh, Negan and Daryl, I think, is what okay. it is. Mm. And is so Daryl's dirty? Yeah, yes. Is that a dirty one? It's, yeah, it's got a lot of soil and stuff at the bottom Soot of it. Soot and crap all over it? Yep. Yeah. I actually Sediment. like... Sediment, excuse me. Sediment, yes. Good word. Negan's is a very angry wine. It has jalapeno in it. I actually like this, this, um, the descriptions. They actually do, Lot 18 does wines for a bunch of different shows and movies. So they have like a Portlandia television series mm. wine. And, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't make any sense. So Lot, is it LA 18? Is that what it is? L O T, Lot. Lot. Oh, Lot 18. Okay, I'm sorry. I was not familiar with Lot 18. They have Lord of the Rings, Saturday Night Live, Outlander, all kinds of stuff. You got a Seinfeld one? No, I'm sorry. Damn it. They do not. But they have really cool descriptions for the wines. (laughs) Jerk store. (laughs) Serenity now. (laughs) So are you going to be buying a lot of these bottles now that it's summer? And you need some uh, daily drinking wine? I might need some Maggie. (laughs) She wants you some Maggie. Some Mm. daytime effervescence. I just like the descriptions. because Okay, so here's one. As a farmer's daughter, Maggie would have been appreciated the care and dedication that went into growing the grapes for this expressive Mm. red blend. Pie wine. 
But you can buy their wines if you're interested on lot18.com. You can get all three wines for $59 for a set. Very nice. So go check um, that out how, and drink them while you're listening wh- to Where us. are they located, do you know? I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. Thank you for that information. You're welcome. Well, lot 18. Also, production news about the new Zombieland 2 is officially out. And the whole movie is definitely in the works. They've got Woody Harrelson coming back, Emma Stone, Jesse Eisenberg, Abigail Breslin. They will all be returning, and it's supposed to hit theaters in October of 2019. Good. Excellent. From what we've, from what they're saying, which we cannot confirm, is that they are changing the story just a little bit so that they are now like super zombies that are like really big, kind of like um, what's the video like game? Like the clown? No, or like the clown was in the in the actual Zombie Land. Remember the clown at the end? He was huge. Yeah, but no, I'm talking about what's the the video game that we used to play all the time. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Resident Evil. Resident Evil, like big, huge. Zombies instead of wimpy zombies. So that would be cool. And then the last little bit of news is that (laughs) this one actually makes me laugh. Just this past Sunday in Lake Worth, Florida, there was. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I heard about this. I heard about this on the news. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, get it out. There was a power outage. Yeah. And the city of Lake Worth got hacked. And somebody put out there a warning saying that the power outage was due to an extensive zombie attack. (laughs) And so then they had to come out 30 minutes later and say, everything's fine. There are no zombies. Well, they call themselves Terminus or something, don't they? I don't... That's what I heard. The people who hacked them? No, they were saying that Lake Worth was Terminus. Oh, really? I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Which, Which Terminus is actually Atlanta. Right. But for some reason, I heard, yeah, I heard on the radio they were talking about how they were saying that it was Terminus. They refer to themselves as Terminus or something like okay, that. Okay, so I didn't hear that part. That's but funny. But the funny thing is that the officials came out and said, we reiterate that Lake Worth does not have any zombie activity currently. Yeah, exactly. That's Currently. <laughs> we might have it in, in the future, but not right now. Nice. Well, at least they had a good sense of humor about yeah, it. Yeah, so I'm happy to hear that there's like some funny stuff in the news right now. Yep. That's good. Even if it has nothing to do with The Walking Dead. Right. Um, Next week on Fear the Walking Dead, Season 4, Episode 7, The Wrong Side of Where You Are Now. Uh, Madison's decision to help an adversary has unintended consequences. John Dory's life hangs in the balance. So do you think maybe Madison's trying to help out Mel? Hmm. Maybe? Probably. That's the only adversary I can think of. Yeah, because, I mean, she's repeatedly invited them to stay with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wonder if they actually did come into the walls of the baseball diamond and something went down there. Yeah, that may be the case. Let's see, how many, we got, what, two episodes left before the midseason yeah. break? Yeah, yeah. All right. It's coming to brass. And then we'll have a couple of, month, a couple of weeks off, and then we'll do The Preacher. You know, one other comment that I, I don't think we discussed was when um, he said, I'm sorry about your brother. Yeah. yeah, and then Alicia says, "Well, I'm so, not sorry, I'm not about, sorry yours. about yours." Mm-hmm. And how furious he was. Uh huh. Yeah. Do we know his something had happened to his brother before? I remember yes. them talking. I remember them talking about, or he told the story about how they were at the ranch and and. Uh, well, no, I mean he no, knew no, no. about he knew about Nick getting Nick killed. Nick killed the brother. He, right. Remember he 
he impaled That's him on Nick the. Died. Oh, is that that was his brother? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He impaled yeah. him on the the antlers. The clown, the yeah. clown in the okay. community. I did that not was his brother. realize that. The was question his brother. is, how did they know that that happened? Uh, uh oh, the kid. Um, what's Charlie. Her name? The girl. Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She witnessed it. So that's true. And they do show her in the previews for the for next, next one, week. being mm-hmm. kind of yep. a prominent character. Yeah. Yep. Mm-mm. Sounds good. God, I miss out way too much. I know you need to pay attention, really. For you sure. You should listen to you should listen to a podcast. I know. I you did. really should. I heard there's this really good one out called Fear Me Podcast. Seriously. I should really listen to that weekly. I, I did not hear that. It was very good. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just not worth it. <laughs> Try some, go somewhere else. <laughs> well, you should tell us your opinion. You can write to us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night, everybody.